Final score at Celtic Park, Celtic now, St Johnson now and Celtic roar at the top of the Scottish Premiership table with a battling draw against bottom team St Johnson. I'd love to say that, Kush, but it was far from the case. This is Tino with the post-match reaction, joined here by Kush. Kush, what's your initial summary of today's 90 minutes? Um, really flat, really disappointing. Uh, I'm, there are no positives that I can take from that today. It's just an unacceptable result, an unacceptable performance, and it needs fixed quickly. Yeah. We've come away from the game and the radio's on and someone's phoned up and he's made a pretty decent point to say that there is just no identity, no plan, no clear system in play. The only wee thing that we've all picked up on is Kyogo dropping into this pocket, which you'd have to question that. So if Kyogo's getting into the pocket, midfielders need to get beyond them and they need to make things happen. But that aside, what did you... I mean, I'll ask you straight, what did you see as the system today? I couldn't identify so, anything. So the there were some combinations between O'Reilly and Maeda and... Didn't come to anything, unfortunately, but there was some decent stuff that were working together a, a couple of times. Similarly, Yang was doing some decent stuff down the wing, but it never really came to anything either. And the Kyogo thing, dropping deep, that's not Kyogo's game. And I know we're trying to... I understand Brendan Rodgers wants to stamp his authority and his identity on the team, but Kyogo is the talisman, the top player at the club. Play him up top. He didn't look like he was the same Kyogo to me today. He wasn't didn't have the same level of movement. Wasn't scaring the defenders. Wasn't always on his toe, causing them problems. I, I, it was really frustrating today. Really frustrating. We watched Kyogo against Ross County, uh, match day one, flag day, dropping into that pocket to really good effect. Set up Matt O'Reilly for a decent goal. Set up Turnbull at one point in the first half of that game where he should have done better and done some really good stuff. And that's fine when you're also getting your goals from elsewhere but to your point Kyogo is 34 goal Kyogo from last season and I wonder I get that Rodgers is trying to change things but some things maybe you shouldn't tinker with and I would argue that maybe that's one of them so um, you know room for, for debating uh, how valid that system is let's take a look at the lineup uh, first of all and we know that we were hamstrung through injuries so it led to a Pretty unfamiliar lineup in, in certain places. Joe Hart and goals. Alistair Johnson come back at right back. Good news there. Greg Taylor left back. Gustav Lagerbielka making his home debut against Liam. Uh, sorry, alongside Liam Scales, who I heard that this was his first start for Celtic in something like five hundred and fifty odd days. The last time he started was against Wraith Rovers in the League Cup back in in season one. So. Interesting times there at the back. Uh, midfield: Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly, Dave Turnbull comes back in. No on Thiago home at all today. We've never seen him, you know, for any of the game. And then up top, Kyogo, Maeda, and Yang, who we, you know, we thought was going to get the nod, and, and he did as it happened. Anyone stand out for you there? You know, let's look at Skills and Yang, two guys that don't play much. And let's look at Skills first of all. What's your take on, I suppose, how it's came to be this, and and how you think he done overall? So, unfortunately, he's not at the level that Celtic need at the back. Um, he's so one-footed, uh, it's incredible. He was almost doing a free sixty to try and keep himself on his left foot when it was simple enough to play a right foot pass back to Joe Hart, getting himself into all sorts of trouble. He's very slow at bringing the ball out. He's very slow at moving. And, you know, he, he had a great time at Aberdeen last season, and that's great, but 
he's not good enough for Celtic, unfortunately. And it's not his fault. I don't blame him for this. He's been left in this position. He shouldn't be anywhere near the Celtic first team just now. The circumstances aren't ideal. And, you know, there's a bit of bad luck about getting players injured. But we should never be in this position. This is harking back to the days of Beaton at the back. Yeah, I, I can't work out whether to... To blame Celtic or to blame somebody else. I don't know who to blame. I want to blame somebody, but William Scales, I mean, so so the bad luck at the back is Carter Vickers is injured, Navrotsky's injured, Kobayashi's injured, Stephen Welsh is injured. Four centre-halves. What do you do as a club? Do you buy eight, nine, ten, just in case? I, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. You know, how can you account for that? And I know that Rodgers is now looking at a, a potential other centre-half. He's, uh, you know, hopefully maybe going to pick somebody up in the last days of the window. Whether that be on loan or whatever, I don't know. But you can end up stockpiling centre halves, and it's a it's a tricky balance for the club, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's a freak scenario, isn't it? When you get four centre halves out, and you're having to rely on Liam Scales, who would I think he would be gone if this wasn't the case. He'd already have left the club. Yep. Um, it's a very strange scenario, and yeah, you're right. You can't get the balance right. It's hard to get that balance right. We should be in a position where, if that kind of happens, there's someone there to step in that's capable of doing it. Um, Iwata was doing it for a, a brief spell last season. He's obviously not trusted to do it by Brendan Rodgers. I wonder why, uh, because he's done it before, not just at Celtic, but in the J-League as well. So. It, it doesn't say a lot for what Iwata's future might be at Celtic, given that... So I think he won the J-League Player of the Year playing at centre-half mm-hmm. for Yokohama Marinos, I think. Uh, comes to Celtic, flirts a wee bit with the centre-mid role, slots in a wee bit at the back, plays right-back during pre-season there, and now during a defensive crisis, can't get anywhere near it, uh, and in favour of Liam Scales. And I think uh, Stephen McLean, <laughs> the St Johnson manager, not Callum Davidson, for anyone who listened to... Yesterday's pre-match, but Stephen McLean, he's clearly said to his players, just allow Scales and Lager Bielka to bring the ball forward. And actually, the, the St. Johnson forwards weren't even engaging with them until around about five, ten yards at the St. Johnson's half. They were more than happy for Liam Scales and Lager Bielka to have the ball. And you can see why, because when they got it into those areas, listen, it's not the job of defenders to go and create and stuff. You know, it's up to the, the front six at Celtic, your midfield three and your, your front three, but they they just look devoid of ideas. I'm saying, I'm talking the defenders here, but actually all across the park. So the amount of time that the two centre halves were given on the ball, um, and then, but the problem was when they had the ball, they couldn't find a, 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 a kind of any kind of real uh, cutting pass to anyone. It was always like a five yard pass across the back. I don't just blame the centre defenders for that. There's a real lack of movement in front of them. There's, you know, no one's creating space for them to play the ball to them. No one's making a run off someone. There's no kind of the wee uh, triangles that we were seeing in the past under Ange Postecoglou. Nothing is uh, really showing that Celtic have got a plan or an identity at the moment of how they're going to take things forward, other than Kyogo dropping off, and and that's not what I want to see. No, and it, you know it'd be interesting just to put it to Brendan Rodgers at, at one of the pressers. Wh- what is the plan here? What's the shape? But I wonder, is he then not going to give that away? Like as a coach, would you, would you do so? Mm-hmm. But from a fan point of view, and this you know this isn't just our 
amateur kind of viewpoint looking at it. A lot of people are, are seeing this or are seeing this lack of, of clear identity and clear game plan. And I wonder sometimes it's just a case of, you know, for today, for example, get it to Yang, get it to Maeda and see if we can work something. And it just wasn't really happening. None of the two of them really, you know, got in behind their mark. Yang a couple of times, but over the piece, you know, over a 90 minute game, the wingers weren't getting in behind. What, what about Yang individually? Brendan just spoke well of him after the game, thought he'd done pretty well, but how do you think he fared? Um, so, I thought he had some decent spells, but there wasn't a final product with it. You know, and I don't want to be too critical because he's he's hardly been here and he's hardly had a chance and it will come. I mean, there's obviously a talent there, but I, I wouldn't be saying that he's getting a pass today. No one's getting a pass today. That, was, that wasn't good enough. It is hard to see who gets the pass, isn't it? I think, um, in my opinion, I think Kyogo put in a, you know, a serious shift today without much coming off. He'll be frustrated, won't he? He just wants to be the Aye. guy that's at the end and finishing things off. And I thought in spells, Matt O'Reilly done some really good things. He found himself on the end of a couple of chances and maybe could have done better. We've only seen it at the game. Well, so the the chance that he had, I was sitting in, uh, behind the, the goals for that and it, it's a really good save from the keeper. First half? In the first half, yeah. aye. It's a really good save from the keeper. The keeper gets a bit of luck, but he saves it with his feet. And there's, you know, I, I think, I don't think I really could have done much more with that. Okay, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> Matt, sorry, Matt. Alistair Johnson uh, makes his return at right back, and I think everyone's delighted to see that. And at least one plus is that he should be okay for Ibrox now, and mm-hmm. we'll maybe touch on that later. But that's that's enough, another story altogether. But how do you think Johnson done, and, and what do you think he adds back into the team? Do you know what? I thought he was okay. Um, he adds a bit of kind of a bit of strength, a bit of determination. Um, he was in, early in the game. He was moving things forward down the right. I think he tired a bit, and that's obviously why he had to come off uh, after I think it was sixty minutes for Ralston. Yeah. Um, but I, I would much rather have Alistair Johnson playing for sixty minutes if, that, if that's all we're going to get out of him, particularly for next week. I'd want him starting next week. Yeah. Um, let's just take it in the second half because no other kind of huge highlights. Johnson didn't bring much to the party. I was surprised you did it a stat to me at the end there that Celtic had 19 corners. I didn't think it felt like that in the game because for me it didn't feel like relentless pressure. I knew, I knew we had a number of corners but it didn't feel like we were absolutely pushing for that goal. It, you know, it felt like that scenario again. Same as Kilmarnock. Celtic had played for far more than the 98 or so minutes today and wouldn't really look like scoring, would we? No, and the frustration was 19 corners, I'd, I'd say at least half of them went short. The other ones that went into the box were straight down the keeper's throat, the keeper, he, making the keeper look amazing. Um, and it, it goes back to where our identity is. There isn't anyone, when we're putting balls into the box, there's no one going to get anywhere near the end, the end of that. I, you know, what frustrated me, and I saw it a few times in the first half, um, was looking to put balls in the box. You've got Matt O'Reilly, who's six foot two. He's standing on the edge of the box. Mm. I, you know, I'm, why? Why are you not getting in there? You're the tallest midfielder we've got. Um, I'm, I'm just... We could have played all day and not scored today. Um, and it's really, really... Annoying is the only way I can describe it. There's not a there's not a lot of height and presence in the team, and this is where that could be an issue going to Ibrox next week because what they have done in terms of the recruitment, you can argue the merits of how good they are or not some of the players, 
but they're big and they're physical and they seem to have an energy at the moment, they seem to have a kind of fitness about themselves. Whereas if you look about Celtic today, so yeah, if you're looking to throw a corner in, I mean, Matt O'Reilly takes half the corners, so he's, he's not going to be in the end of some of them. And then height-wise, you've got Scales and Bielka as your only two targets, and a lagger Bielka, and didn't see them getting close to anything. The ones that we didn't go short with, we kind of just put them right into the goalie's hands. You know, we, I thought he had a decent game, their goalie, he played a bit of the... Uh, gamesmanship we're going down injured and all that stuff but in terms of what he had to do made some decent stops and, and just come out and plucked things out of the sky but is that is that the extent of our creativity get it you know get it forward win a corner and hope for the best because gone as you say are the, the triangles the incisive passing the through balls we just struggle to get in behind them and I, I didn't see you know you can come away from a game you know Celtic have chased enough games with Ange Postacoglu where you felt there was something coming because there was still creativity going on there was still patterns of play I just didn't feel or see that and there was just there was so many groans going around the stadium and and I you know I'm all for you know you go and you support the team but you couldn't help but kind of put your head in your hands at times just at the real lack of creativity I think what was the line from Brendan Rodgers there in the interview a lack of Purpose, a lack of imagination, something like that. It's a lack of craft. A lack of craft, yep. Yeah. Um, and he's right in, in making that point. Um, but so a couple of things I would say. I'm, I'm surprised that David Turnbull started the game today. Um, and I'm and I'm also I'm not want to you know have a go at David Turnbull, but he slows the game down. And there's, there's no two ways about it. It slows the game right down. I think starting today with uh, Odin Tiago home would have been a better shout um, because I think there would have been a bit more energy about the midfield, in my opinion, had he been playing instead of uh, David Turnbull. I'm a bit frustrated with the. I'm a bit frustrated just with the speed of play that we've got just now compared to what it's been like under Ange Postecoglou. And I don't understand why we've slowed it down so much. I, I don't think... I, know, I understand that we're not going to be using Ange... But it's not Ange ball that we're getting. But to slow it down as much as that, teams couldn't cope with what we were doing last season at all. And there's no way... Even when you know St Johnston did what they were going to do today was set up you know, a 5-4-1, two banks block us off at every opportunity, slow the game right down. They didn't have to slow the game down. We were playing really slowly anyway. Um, I'm, I don't like being negative about Celtic, but I can't see any positives today. I really can't. This is a St. Johnson team who had lost five games out of six this season. Um, you know, they'd, they'd struggled in their, their League Cup section. They'd lost their opening two league games. This is their first point of the season. They've yet to score a league goal this season, so they've got three... Uh, sorry, they've got three games and zero goals and we played right in at their hands there. And Celtic couldn't have picked a better game. I gave the stat before the match. I think Celtic, stat-wise, I need to double-check it. We're unbeaten in 29 games, now 30 games against St. Johnston. We'd won 26, we'd drawn three. You should be steamrolling a team like that at Celtic yeah. Park. It, 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 you know what? It was the dream fixture. Having had a tough week at Kilmarnock last week, a lot of negativity during the week. Embrace yourself for seven more days of that, by the way. Um, we should have been going to Celtic Park today. I predicted 5-0. Mm-hmm. And, and I stand by my rationale for it, that I thought we'd have a week more under our belt. The players would have been feeling the sting of the criticism and coming out to prove a point. Rogers himself would be out to prove a point. And none of that happened. And there was just no urgency. And you talk about 
we, we can't not go back to Ange's team, you know, in terms of a reference. And there was that real intensity about what teams done under Ange. And, and we had those games at Celtic Park where it was nothing each, but getting into the last 10, 15 minutes, you knew something was going to happen because the players had that belief and that drive and they were pushing things on. Today, you know, as we were getting into the last 10 minutes and guys like Scales and Lagabelka were getting it and passing it left to right, right to left, it was just getting more and more tense because you just couldn't see where that spark was going to come from. And I don't know, but we're, we're missing a creative, aren't we? We are, aye. And, you know, we're, we're unfortunately, we're missing Hatate just now. Um, and the big miss is, you've taken Jota out of that team. He was, you know... He was the guy to go to for any creativity. He was the guy that would lift everything, and he's not there anymore. And we don't have him. We don't have a, a, a ready-made replacement for him. You know, maybe, maybe Yang will be that guy going forward. Maybe the guy that they're talking about signing just now um, is it Pisa? The Honduran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe he'll be that guy going forward, or maybe there's someone else that we're talking about getting in. But right now we are not. Uh, so I don't like to say I'm not ready to play Rangers um, because I'll always feel that Celtic will beat Rangers but it's going to be a tall order next week if we're going to be playing like that um, and we're certainly not ready for the Champions League certainly not at all Oof, let's not look that far ahead just now that could be that could be terrifying at this moment in time um, uh, we've spoken enough about the you know the players that were tasked with it you know being the start of 11 today and I said in the pre-match done it with Sinke I spoke about no version of St Johnson should be competing with any version of Celtic at this moment in time regardless if there's teething problems new system with Rodgers lacking centre-halves all that stuff listen how much threat really are St Johnson going to put you under at the back so it's less about the centre-halves today it's more about what was ahead of them and what they they lacked in creativity yeah, you're absolutely right you take a, a real Hattati out your team and a Jota and Celtic, I don't think I've got the personnel to replace him at this moment in time. And you know, we've spoken about the the six that we've got. It's McGregor, Turnbull, O'Reilly, and then up ahead of them, Kyogo, Yang, and, and Dyson Maeda. And, and I, I do give Kyogo a pass because he was continuing to make the right runs and, and put in the shift for the team. The others, save for O'Reilly at some points, didn't bring enough for me. There is a pressure on Callum McGregor just now that I don't know if he's felt this since the, his early days in a Celtic short cushion, I think. He came on the scene, there was some doubters, and then he absolutely won them over and he's been great. He's picked up his new contract recently. He's, you know, one of the most decorated Celtic players of all time. But there's no doubt that he and various others are just way out of sorts just now. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't think he's having the best time. Um, and I, I, I don't know what that's down to. I, I, I'm assuming it's not fatigue or anything like that. It can't be at the moment. Although, you know, it doesn't... He's not one for taking a break. Um, but he's he, just. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. Should he be given a break? Should Brendan Rodgers take him out the fire line? Captain as he is, and I'm not I'm not suggesting for Ibrox, right? But right. beyond Ibrox, should Callum McGregor be dropped like anybody else if it's not happening? Um, so, personally speaking, I don't see how you can drop him. I don't see how you can drop him just now. Because we don't have the replacements? We don't have the replacement, it's the first thing. Secondly, um, he is the best midfielder we've got, regardless. He is... Um, when You've seen what happened when he came out of the team under Ange. The team just didn't look the same at all. He makes that team tick. He's not doing it just now. He needs to be given, you know, 
we need to get kind of behind him, give him support, encouragement. He will come back and he'll be better. Uh, no, you don't take him out of the team. I'll I've, tell you I, who you do take out of the team. Take David Turnbull right out of the team. Yeah. And I'll tell you who also looked to take out of the team just now. And I, I'm, I'm finding it hard to say it. Take my head out of the team. He's miles off it just now. He is. He's off the boil. I think uh, from a Callum McGregor point of view, if he were you know, challenged with his, you know, about his performances just now, if he was being really honest and if he was able to say so, he might say there's a lack of quality around him and up ahead of him. You know, he's to me he looks isolated at times, mm-hmm. and I suppose you know I, I don't think age has caught up with him just yet. He's just turned thirty in the summer there, but he maybe doesn't have the burst of energy and the kind of legs that he maybe had even twelve months ago or, or a couple of seasons ago. And from that point of view, there needs to be more quality ahead of him that he can kind of play into the game. And you'd argue that maybe that's not there at this moment in time as well. No, there isn't. And again, you're saying that, but there was like ten, fifteen minutes to go. He made a good run back to. Uh, block off a challenge and it was uh, the kind of one bit that kind of got everybody going and thinking right come on let's push forward and you're thinking he's has still got that energy he's still got that ability to do it and I don't think it's that he just caught up with him at all no he's, he's still uh, got the same kind of drive that he's got, always had mm. I think the quality around about him isn't, isn't good enough at the moment um, either from back so the playing out the back just now isn't working um, the wing, the white, the fullbacks. Um, so I suppose Taylor and, and Ralston are being asked to play a different way from what they've been asked to play for the last couple of seasons, and you know it's not really working out for either of them at the moment. Um, and you know we've got our problems, um, and I think it's going to be a big week for Celtic to try and address these problems and see what we can do to bring players in uh, and who those players are going to be it's been it's taken a long time I think a big part of that's down to what's happened in Saudi Arabia and that's changed everything in terms of where people are buying players from yeah but I think there's there's lots of problems at Celtic Park that aren't Saudi related and I think there's we're letting them away lightly if, if we're pinning that as one of the main things there's there's lots of other factors at play that Celtic can control. You can't control them coming in for Jota. You can't control the impact they've had in the market. But there's lots more that Celtic could and should have done better. And I think, as I say, I think we need to brace ourselves for another pretty miserable week. You know, it's a week you should get excited about. The chance to go and take on Rangers in their own backyard and see if we can turn them over. And I'll always be hopeful of that, you know, the same way you are. And hopefully we're feeling a bit more confident about it as we head in towards next weekend. But at the moment... Just based on what we've seen, you can only make a judgement based on the, the four competitive games so far, but so far, so very average at this moment in time. Celtic are chasing it today, you know, obviously we're, uh, you know, finished nothing each, but you're, you're pushing and probing for that goal, and you go to the bench, so let's look at the guys that were tasked with trying to get something out of it. Tony Ralston came in, as you say, after 60 minutes for Johnson, at the same time, Haksabanovic comes in for Turnbull, uh, and Lee Alabada comes on for Maeda. Actually... He, he has struggled, but I think Haksibanovic did show a wee bit of something about him. He, he looked like he cared, which, yeah. is, which is something, isn't and, it? And, you know, that is a good thing. And I don't think Haksibanovic would, Haksibanovic would be getting on if he didn't show that he cared. So he's obviously shown something in training at the moment that says that he wants to try and show what he can do. And, you know, it's good to get that kind of reaction out of him. Uh, the wee shot, keeper, I don't know if it was going wide or not. It looked like it might have been, but... Um, and he, he tried and he was driving forward but again it, it just was all a bit kind of lightweight unfortunately nothing really pushing 
St Johnson at all. Yeah. What What about Abada specifically? I've, I've been a fan. I've championed him and you know spoke highly of, of the his numbers and his returns. I thought he was really really poor at a time where you think right you've got half an hour to go and make a difference. He struggled bad badly. He did die. He was off it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's frustrating because he hasn't played you know as much football I think that he, as he would have liked to have played last season. He's got an opportunity because he. he really get an opportunity to become one of the main guys and he hasn't taken it I don't like being negative we're still very early in the season but the performances are there for everybody to see just now they yeah. need to get much better and they need to get much better much faster and I, listen I wouldn't worry overly about being negative here there's been negative and there's been real and I don't think we're saying anything that nobody else is thinking um, you know we're all watching the same game we're all you know having the same frustrations I've mentioned a bad there and I was seriously frustrated with him today. The other two subs beyond that is Burnaby. He's bringing nothing to the party at this moment in time and the fact that he's not putting pressure on Greg Taylor who's also having his challenges says a lot. We really, really need to get some, some quality in at left back. And then James Forrest comes on and no qualms with James Forrest coming on as such but how have we ended up back here? If, if you like, I thought James Forrest was getting to a stage in his career where game time was going to be less and less. Roger seems to be going back to the well to a guy that he played Aye. from first time around and James Forrest should only be coming on that game if we're 3-0 up mm. and it's like not a game changer for you James you know get a wee run out I, no not we, James Forrest isn't the guy that we should be going to say going big as out of a hole please no um, you'll need to excuse the the sound effects that you might be hearing here it's absolutely teeming down and um, we're just recording the car post match so you might be hearing some of that which Kind of just sums up the day, Kush, to be honest with you, absolutely lashing down. Um, let's move beyond the 90 minutes, and yeah, you know, Celtic kind of huffed and puffed and didn't look like there was any sign of, of us getting that goal. There was real audible booing um, around us at the game, you, you can't disguise it. It's not something I would ever do, but that's that's just my personal choice, I don't I don't buy, buy into booing the team. But you, you can be, I had a mate message me and said, he said he was booing inside. Maybe that's where I was, you know, that's maybe how I felt about it. But there was a lot of people very keen to vent their frustration and, um, you know, just real frustration is the word because, you know, Celtic are well backed, well supported and people put their everything into it and it just felt like that that hasn't been met just now. And I don't know if the, the frustration was at the players, at Brendan Rodgers, at the board, or perhaps a combination of all three, but what do you think? So I think it's a combination. Um, and at half-time... There was kind of murmurings of booing, and I thought, no, turn it up. That's that's not the time or the place for that. Full time, it was quite loud. Um, I don't know who it was, but you're what? not going to. I'm not going to tell them not to boo if they're not happy. <laughs> I thought you were going to name the individuals who were booing there. Did you just get around the whole stadium. No, but no, I'm just saying. I, 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 it's not for me. No, listen, not right. I, I, I think somebody's got a right to boo if that's how they feel. I'm just saying it's not me. You know, and you feel that that's the way that you want to vent your frustration. Fair enough. You paid your money to go to the game. I agree. And you fully deserve to do that. Particularly if you feel you're being shortchanged. Aye, but that's, uh, and I think that's a, 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 you know, a fair term for what's happening at the moment, because we should not be in this position. Yeah. We should not be in this position. My, my, my frustration, my anger at this moment in time is the fact that. Yeah, we maybe get caught in the hop with Ange jumping ship after the cup final, but pretty sharpish after that, what, two weeks after that or so, Brendan Rodgers is confirmed as the man. Great, so Celtic had a problem, they dealt with it very swiftly, 
They weren't all out, they got Rodgers back. Brilliant stuff, quality manager, top operator. But then they've had the whole summer to go and back him and properly support him. And we started to see the signings, you know, drip in, you know, Marco Tilio, Owen Thiago home. Don't know much about him, they might have something. The two Korean boys, Lager Bielka and Navrotsky. Fine, listen, and some of these guys might turn out to be really good players for Celtic, but they're certainly uninspiring in terms of signings. You know, there's no, we've, we've spoken about marquee signings and what a marquee signing really is. But you want to have somebody that signs, listen, whether you know his name or not, whether you know where he's even come from, but once you start to read his CV, you can get excited about it. And these guys that have come in, I can't say any of them have given me that kind of, you know, Kwon, for example, comes from the second league, the second tier of, of Korean football. And he's obviously not you know, playing much part of anything at this moment in time. So just as an example, there's nothing to get the fans excited. And I don't think that's acceptable given the position Celtic have been in. Crest of a wave, fortunes in the bank, five trophies out of six, and then getting served that nonsense. And it just feels like we're going back to the same old Celtic that we've moaned about for years and years. I thought we'd got away from that. Yeah. Um, so the counter-argument to that is, you know, He's six, seven players in, money's getting spent, another player coming in, another winger coming in. Um, but you're right, these players all seem to be kind of projects to make better and make them part of this squad. And whether or not they were projects for, for Ange and they'd been identified in advance of Brendan Rodgers coming in, or they're projects that Brendan Rodgers has identified, I don't know. I think we'll see over the next few days and I think we will see uh, a couple of players come in that we will be able to get excited about I think if you remember uh, Ange Postecoglou's first uh, transfer window we didn't get Jota and Carter Vickers and Jackie Mackie until the last day so I know what you're saying you're stealing my lines I've been using that for a couple of weeks now but it's it's wearing a bit thin because I get that but that if Celtic were to leave it to the last day why are we is, is it a game of brinksmanship? Do we not want to pay the money? Why are we why are we pushing it right to the edge? You and I are recording at this moment in time on Saturday evening after the game. This time next week, the window's done. That is a lot of business to be done in the next six days, I five days. I don't think Celtic control what this, this whole, the whole transfer market. I think there's, you know, they've they identified targets that they want to get. It may well be that those targets aren't definitely going to be available until later on in the window, and we just have to accept that and kind of, you know, deal with it. And, and I know that some of the targets we'll be looking at, they might be waiting to see if if their own club qualifies for European competition, uh, or if the club that they're maybe considering alongside Celtic, you know, they might be waiting to see if they make Champions League or Europa or whatever. I get that, and I understand you can't control everything, but I just wonder. My gut feeling is. <laughs> There's got to be elements of the the window that are within Celtic's control, and we just don't. We've certainly not attacked the window aggressively, have we? You, you couldn't say that no, we've gone I, all out. And I don't think we have. However, I don't also think that it's back to you know we're not going to see someone like Colin Kazim Richards walk through the doors in, on the last day. I'd bite your hand off you for Colin Kazim Richards. It's it's not going to be like that. I think it's um, something that we're just going to have to be patient about. And it may well be that it comes down to the last day again. But, you know, whilst that's not palatable just now, longer term, it can be the right solution. And I've said it, I don't don't feel like following my own advice or guidelines just now, but I've said that we can only really make a full assessment once the window's closed. But it's an anxious few days ahead because you know what's coming in store. We've got 
tough game at Ibrox on Sunday. There's no getting away from it. Champions League game it will be starting that on the 19th or 20th, 20th of September. So there's just we know there's big challenges ahead, yeah. and that's that's what causes concern. I tell you what, we'll do is as we're starting to close things out, I just want to ask you specifically about Brendan Rodgers. I've asked the question during the week if. Uh, you know, are we getting the full Brendan, quote-unquote? Are we getting the Brendan Rodgers we knew from first time around, the guy with the fire in his belly and the, just the real um, bit between his teeth? And, and he, he had big ego and he was spiky at times, and, but he was very sure of himself and very confident, and the proof was in the pudding. You know, he, he won seven trophies out of seven before he, he moved on. I don't feel we're getting that version this time around, and you, you can look at recent press conferences for, for evidence of that. You can also look at today's press conference, we listened to it together on the way here, on, on the way back here, and he just sounds flat. So if we're talking about the product and the part being flat, it comes for the manager, he's the most important guy in the building, he sets the tone, and I just feel that he's not quite the Brendan Rodgers we knew, and he's not, you know, he's not giving us everything I, and I'm I'm not sure if he's embarrassed by the way he came back or whatever it is but yeah my point is I don't think we're getting full Brendan what do you think? So I think it's two different circumstances the first time he came everybody had bought into it and everybody was right behind him and he was kind of you know larger than life it doesn't feel that way and I think there's you know a lot of people that haven't bought into it and there's a lot of people that will still say they didn't want him back not happy with how he left and again, you've got to, you know, you've got to respect people's opinions on it. I think the most important thing, in my opinion, is the club and getting behind the club, and that involves getting behind Brendan Rodgers because he's a manager. But if you don't like him being the manager, too bad. Yeah. That's what it is. So we need to get behind Brendan Rodgers, get behind the club. I think. We're all feeling a bit different just now because we lost last week and we've drawn today. Even if the performances last week and today weren't great, but we're still sitting three uh, three wins out of three and in the League Cup, I don't think we're having these types of conversations about as Brendan Rodgers, you know, the same guy. Well, I know, but the, the, the reality is, you know, we are where we are. And pe- right. people could pick out the Kilmarnock game last week and say, you know, it's just one game. That's fine. It's now just two games. You know, you've got to add today's poor performance into the mix and yeah I just wonder you know at the moment we do have you know certain elements of the fan base I don't like to say like I told you so but there's certainly less goodwill towards Brendan Rodgers than there might have been to any other new manager so Celtic knew they were taking a bit of a risk by reappointing him Rodgers himself maybe felt that but you know you just you by nature of how he left first time around there was always going to be less goodwill towards him and the moment things started to go wrong and at the moment you'd have to say they have started to go wrong not insurmountable, not something we can't turn around. Of course, there's huge parts of the season to go, but there's signs there that things aren't quite right, so he gets short shrift. He okay. doesn't get the time to deal with that, and I don't know, it just brings a, a, a negative air, and I don't know how Rodgers and the club deal with that. And the players are aware of that as much as anything. They, they're they online, they see the chat, they're in the stadium. Jeez, they'll have heard the, the tension today, and I don't know, I just think it's a distraction Celtic have struggled to deal with properly. I think the way to deal with it for Celtic and it's for Brendan Rodgers to deal with it is deal with it in the training pitch get the team playing for an identity get them firing get players on the door that are going to make that team stronger and get a win at Ibrox I hear you I get a win at Ibrox final thoughts Kush just on the game specifically as we start to wrap this one up so just really bad (laughs) Um, a really disappointing game I could sit here and moan about the amount of time wasting in gamesmanship about St Johnson that doesn't matter. That's what they were always going to do. 
we should be much better than that and we should have been battering them today we've had 98 minutes to do so Aye. haven't we so we can't blame refs we can't blame anyone else we need to look closer to home and, and try and find a solution to the problems so Celtic do remain top of the league but not in the way that we would hope and there's a lot of work to be done on and off the park over the next seven days we'll be back as always on Monday night with uh, the weekly show but in the meantime for myself and Kush thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the weekend if you can Thank you.